Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us on the Five Minute Talk Show hotline is a gentleman you've probably seen all over the place. I mean, you've been everywhere, Sif, from the Jim Gaffigan show, Chappelle show. You've been doing stuff with Rihanna, not to mention all the years on radio. Sif, sounds joining us. He'll be at the last. Uh, oh, God, I was going to say Laugh Factory. That's not no. good. At the Comedy Cellar inside yeah. the Rio. No, I think the Laugh Factory has, um, what is it, Bruce Baum or something this weekend. Oh. So not much competition coming from them in Vegas this weekend. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. Living a good life. How are you? I'm doing well. Now, obviously, you're not living a really good life because your daughter's on a cruise. You're out yeah. in Vegas. You're paying the bills for everybody. So I, how does that happen well, where we okay. slowly become just just our our parents? I know, right? Um, luckily, my mom was cool, so I don't mind becoming my mom. But uh, <laughs> um, you know what? This is actually my fifth time in Vegas this year, uh, and I'm trying to take it real mellow this trip. I've been going to the gym. I've been running outside. I've been meditating, eating right. So this is a good little break for me. Well, you know what's cool about Vegas, and a lot of people don't understand that, because usually when people come here, it's for a specific reason, and that reason yeah. usually has something to do with the Strip. But yeah. Vegas, there's so many cool places. I live out here, and I'm, a, I'm an ex-New Yorker, so i got to tell you, I yeah. appreciate this place, because there's so much to do outside the Strip, and people don't realize yeah. that. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't, have any, um, I don't have any local friends that know all the cool spots, so I've just been hanging out after shows at the Comedy Cellar and just just trying to get local friends. Just have a sign up and be like, are you local? <laughs> you know, you got to stop lying because Mark Cohen, who is the host over there, I mean, the guy never has a day off, although now that I say that, he's probably off this week. Am I right? No, no, no. He's there. He's been there he's every there. night. He's, he's there every Mark, night. Yep. Mark will show you around. I mean, there's places in Sife. You're always welcome at my house. I mean, I can take you. There's Red Rock out here. There's Valley yeah. of Fire. There's amazing places. Now, as a performer, because I, I call you a performer because you do it all. I mean, you talk yeah. radio, stand-up. Talk to me about working around the Chappelle show and that brilliance. Because what were you part oh. of? What, 15, 18 episodes, something like that? Yeah, I don't I don't even know the number of episodes, man. I just I mean, the way I got on Chappelle's show, I knew Chappelle from the hip hop game. He was friends with most deaf and when I was on the radio and I was A and R and at different record companies, Dave was always into music and he just asked me to do the pilot with him and then we ended up doing the show and I mean one of the most amazing experiences of my life, man. Just being around and I wasn't a big deal. I was a DJ for, you know, when we were shooting all the studio stuff, but I got so much, so many lessons from Dave. He told me to do stand-up back then, and I wasn't even thinking about stand-up. So he saw the vision before me, you know? He's a genius. Well, he is a genius. We know that. And everyone associated with that show, from Donnell to the late, great Charlie Murphy, Paul Mooney, Christian Finnegan, Bill Burr. 
I mean, you talk about just the soup that he created there with yeah, all those ingredients. Yeah. It didn't matter what color you were. It didn't matter no. what your background was. I mean, hell, Bill Burr is from Boston. And before I got to know him, I thought he was an asshole. But then as I got <laughs> to know him and you got to see him as a comic, you realize the guy is one of the most brilliant comics yeah. ever to step on a stage. And when you yeah. put him in that situation with Donnell Rawlings, and the great Paul Mooney, he used to write for Richard Pryor. I could mm-hmm. see how, how how Dave came to you and said, "Look, you got to do stand up right now because you're basting in this stew, and you didn't even know it." I, I that's exactly right, man. I was I was around it, and also he saw that I had the chops from the radio, and he just you just gotta basically he was saying you just gotta structure some of these things you say into jokes, and and he's like, "You'll be out of here." And at the time, I thought he was crazy, and then. Four or five years later, I started doing stand-up, and I was like, damn it, he was right. Yeah. No, he was. And when you see stuff, and not just to validate yourself, but when you see, I mean, we were so blessed, Sipe, to work together at such a brilliant place. And you got to say hats off to Sirius Satellite Radio and the way they brought all of these amazing people. You worked at Hot 97 with some of the same people. The names I'm getting to, Angela Yee, Charlemagne, I mean, you talk about Amanda Seals, who we knew as Amanda Diva back in the day. Yep, I mean, yep. we grew around, we grew up, I mean, New York, one of those places, and it goes back to the cellar too. It's one of those places where, again, we're around each other. And, and some, of the, some of the worst things that are happening today is people from different backgrounds aren't getting together like they used to, like we grew up around. So true. And that's why there's so many problems right now, because we're all the same. Deep down, we all have the same goals. We all want the same things. Talk to me about that community, the Comedy Cellar, New York, working with guys like Chappelle, Jim Gaffigan. What what does this all mean in this world? Because things are going south in a hurry. Yeah, man. You know, we could sit and talk about the problems of the world forever and our woes, but it is a blessing to grow up in New York City because you grow up around so many different types of people, different religions, cultures, ethnicities. And, and I, I think the people in power are trying to separate our, separate us so that they can stay in power by having us pit against each other. And, you know, I'm talking about just New York City where all the different groups of people and, and your neighbor's Guyanese, your neighbor's Jamaican, your neighbor's Jewish, your neighbor's Irish. And we all get along just fine. And then you take it another step further into the comedy world where I'm hanging out with guys who are all different and girls, sorry, no disrespect, ladies, <laughs> right, <women. right. laughs> uh, that are from all different walks of life. And we sit and talk the same language. And if you talk to comedians, they're very forward. They're very upfront. They might seem like assholes sometimes, like you said, like, Bill Burr kind of seems that way. But if you really sit and talk with them, I think comedians can solve the problems of the world, man, because they, yep. they speak straight up. You know what I'm saying? And, yep. and I don't know, man. People use humor. You know, we're using it to make some money and provide for our families. And, and, but I think it's bigger than that, man. I think it's the key. I think it can bring us all together. I, I'll, I'm not afraid to perform at any venue, in any city, at any club ever, because even if you're a diehard racist, 
I bet you I can find some similarities between us. And if we get to talk one-on-one, we can fix a lot of these issues. You know, you said that. I didn't know where I was going with where, where I wanted you to go with that answer. You answered yeah. that as perfectly as, as I could have as as I could have imagined you answering. I'm that. good at my job, Phil. Yeah. I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just that. The point that I was trying to make is you are dead on. You are spot on. We never I never New York never had the problems that are going on right now just by the way that, you know, it's being shown in the media and it's being, you know, through that prism that they're saying, Oh, yeah. you know, there's so many problems. No, the problems are there's a great disparity and people are getting shot inside of their apartments now. It's yeah. gotten out of hand. It's crazy. We all need to take a step back. Nobody wants to die. <laughs> nobody nobody wants to have a bad life. Nobody wants no. to fight. And, and, you know, comedy is that one thing that I think you're right. I think it can save the world. And I think if just people would take a step back and just laugh at themselves, laugh yeah. at what's going on, I mean, you take a politician. I, there was a great movie, Brewster's Millions, back in the day. Do you remember oh that movie? Oh, my God. Love that movie. I think we should do none of the above. How awesome yeah. would that be? That would, yeah. None of the above. That's great. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was so simple back then. But anyway, back to reality. It's time for Bob Zaney in this week's Zaney Report. It's time for the Zany Report brought to you by BobZany.com. Let's get right to it. In Boston, state regulators have approved a home delivery system for marijuana called Baggies Without Borders. Here's a fun fact you should know. In San Francisco, it's wind. In Los Angeles, it's a wind event. And in Las Vegas, it's wind de soleil. And finally, in Nevada, a teacher who was unhappy with her salary was arrested after she peed on a marijuana plant in front of her students. Well, it sounds like to me that she has a pot to piss on. On the Twitter, at Bob Zaney, Zaney Bob on the Instagram. Until next week, this is Bob Zaney. Bay, bay. And welcome back to the 5-Minute Talk Show. You're going to be at the Rio, inside the Rio, at the Comedy Cellar. Talk to me, because we just talked about New York, what a great place it is. When you're inside those walls of the cellar in Vegas, am I right or am I wrong? You don't get lost in the moment. You could be anywhere. It feels like a Vegas. It feels like a New York crowd, and you're in the middle of Vegas. Yeah, that's the thing about the Comedy Cellar. Um, those guys, they know what they're doing. They they didn't try to create a Vegas-style club. You walk into the Comedy Cellar at the Rio, and you're you're transporting into a New York-style stand-up club. And you can ask any comedian in the world, uh, you know, if you want to be famous in movies and TV, you move to L.A. If you want to be famous in country music, you move to Nashville. You know, everywhere has a hub. New York is the hub for stand-up comedy, and that's where you go to get your chops. You know, uh, you got to spend time in New York City to be, I think, a great stand-up comedian. There's guys who've done it without, without going through New York or to New York. You know, of course, there's a lot of creative people out there, but there's something about the essence. New York is hip-hop, and New York is stand-up. Those are the two things that I feel are the strongest. And probably basketball also, but I'm not a sports guy, but I, oh, I hear yeah, basketball no, we pretty can't, big. You, 
we can't <laughs> say New York is basketball, man. I've been a Knicks fan for as long since since Bernard King. Okay, no, no, so, no, no, and, no. and they haven't done anything since I'm, Bernard. I'm King. talking about this. I'm talking about the street. If Rucker Park got a team together, I guarantee you they'd do better than the Knicks. Guaranteed. <laughs> but but that said, don't get me started on basketball because I'm on the West Coast <laughs> now. I can relax out here. I don't have to yeah, be bothered yeah, yeah. with that anymore. Now, yeah, when relax. you talk about when you talk about the seller and you talk about bringing New York to Vegas, that style, I think it's all in the showcase because you go to comedy clubs. You get a headliner, you get a middle, you get a feature, you get an opener, you get a host, you get all this crap going on. And the yeah. bottom line is one guy's going up there doing an hour and other yeah. people are doing 10 minutes, 15 minutes. The yeah. seller, everyone's equal. And you got to bring your A game. And if you don't get people in 10 minutes, you're done. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing about the seller. Uh, it set up uh, a, a guy. I, I mean, when I first started, I was following David Tell, who's a comedic wow. god. And I was like, why am I on stage with David Tell? Why am I following David Tell? And I was like, I need to get better at this act. You know, and that's the thing with this. You know, you're on stage, you got your time, and you could go after a new Jack. You can go after a legend. It doesn't matter. You got to just, you got you to gotta do your own thing on that stage. I know, and I've watched Attell, and I've seen him interact with comics. I call him Comedy Jesus, because to me, there's not a thing the man can't do. I mean, I've seen him dig himself out of holes, dig himself yeah. out of holes other people have dug for him, and he's never walked out off that stage without people standing in amazement. What was one of the things that you think he meant as a compliment, but it came off as an insult, but it definitely hit home, and it changed you as a comic? What was one of the things in passing he said to you that meant a lot? I'll tell you exactly what it is. So if I'm, if I'm hosting, uh, I'll stay in the room with Dave because sometimes he'll throw out questions towards me. And I don't, like when I first start, I don't know if I'm allowed to answer him or interrupt or, or be part of what he's doing. I just wanted to watch him. And after the show, he goes, hey, man, uh, if you're going to be in the room and I toss something out, you got to toss it back. Uh, right away and I was like oh I didn't want to interrupt you know I didn't want to mess anything up and he goes no man if you're here you're here like don't don't be scared so the next time he goes up he says something and I'm right on top of it and we talk for 15-20 minutes while he's on stage and I'm in the crowd wow and he he basically gave me this lesson of like be ready at all times you know what I'm saying like be ready and be real I'm not trying to steal the show away from him and say the and say the funniest thing ever i'm kind of like being a set of the straight man you know and i just answer the question real and he'll take it into another dimension he's a genius i've never seen yeah. anyone work like that i mean when you watch bumping mics i love jeff ross and i respect yeah. him as a comic but it's amazing how much farther along david tell is in that same moment than Jeff Ross. Because everybody calls Jeff Ross the Roastmaster, and you see physically on his face, Jeff Ross cannot <laughs> yeah. keep up with David Tell. He's, he's just no. on another level. It's, you know why I, say, I, I know what you're saying, but he, it's not that he can't keep up. They're just in two different races. They're running <laughs> two different races. They are. He is, yeah. he is a different animal. He is from a, a, 
planet called Comedy. I, I mean, there's only a few inhabitants of that place. But David yeah, Tell, he's he's, he's, he's amazing. Sife, those, those moments with him, I'm telling you, I am so jealous because he is the end-all, be-all of the comedy seller, that whole vibe, that whole insomniac feel. He, to me, is, is the most hardcore, hardworking comic there is. And I'm telling you, there's yeah, never I'm, a moment. I'm, that's why I'm saying people got to check you out this weekend because there's never a moment where you, where you oh. or Dave or any of those guys disappoint. But let me tell you something. Uh, David Tell is, is well known in the comedy world, but also like I'm doing shows this week with this guy Will Silvent, who is oh, incredible. Awesome. Yep. There's a there's a there's a woman named Paris Sachet who she's new to the cellar, but I known her from DC. She kills it. And then we got Keith Robinson, who comes from that school of like oh. Patrice O'Neill, Jim Norton, um, uh, 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 Robert Kelly. Like those are the guys that that when you talk about the comedy show, they, you always talk about the table and that's this yep. table in the back of the room that we all hang out at. And if you come with a funny jacket or a funny hat, you're going to get destroyed for 20, 30 minutes. Like Robinson is one of the best. We went to dinner last night and Oh my God, I couldn't stop laughing. I yeah, no, he's an, he's an assassin. He, he is one of those guys. He's like a hired killer. You don't expect it. He had a stroke. You you kind of go thoughts on him. You kind of feel bad for him. No. And then before you know it, he's got you, and you're just like, man, it's like, what do you? What is wrong with you? You never turn it yeah. off. He's one of those guys. When Rich yeah, Voss, man. when Rich Voss is backstage with one of his stupid hats, you could always <laughs> count on Keith to come yeah. out and just 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 destroy him, and nobody destroy, can do that man. to Voss. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's a great it's a great life I have, man. I'm super lucky. It really is, but we got to get you on some cruises and get the daughter home working so Dad can go out on some cruises. But we'll talk about that later. Side He's only down. four. He's four yeah, years exactly. old. So what? There's child there's child actors that are making more than both of us combined. Please oh, get my that daughter, girl working. My daughter would kill it. My daughter would kill it. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting her a YouTube show. Oh, thinking about it. Hell, I'll help you produce it. Cypher Sounds, <laughs> as always, Comedy Cellar, we love you, man. We love what oh, you're out here. You, you bring that energy from the East Coast that we need out here. I, I just need you to buy a house out here. Get out here a little more. Listen, this trip, as I'm doing, like, non-strip stuff, I'm starting to really like Vegas, man. I'm starting I'm to like not. it. Wait until you see that there's no taxes on anything when you live out here. It's a good place. Oh, hello. Segment <laughs> sounds as always. Thank you so much. If people want to follow you on Twitter, Instagram, give it to them real quick. It's just Cypher Sounds. It's C I P H A C I P H A Cypher Sounds. Follow me, like me, repost, and just just be my friend. We are all your friends. Cy, thank you so much for the time. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a 5-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.